Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And this is Song versus Song. Lena, are you ready? To find love in a super bass? <laughs> that was the first comment we got. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Way to spoil it. Sorry. Now when I announce it, everyone's already going to know what it is. I mean, I presume, they, I presume they already knew because they clicked on the, uh, the icon, which says the title on it. Anyway, we are doing Rihanna's We Found Love versus Nicki Minaj's Super Bass. Is it bass or bass? I never got a definitive answer on that. Bass. But she's saying bass. She's clearly saying bass. Is she? Super. I have never heard, managed to hear her say bass. Uh, I've tried to bend my ears. That's just not what I hear. Maybe this is that thing with the dress. What color is this dress? <laughs> is that from about the same time? I don't remember. I don't know how time works. Uh, I think that's from later. All right. If you say so. This I is. Say- I did have that moment. Did you have one of those? Maybe this is not as much a problem for you where I was like, oh, man, this song's recent. <laughs> <laughs> it's recent for us. It is and recent. It- yeah, sure. Like anything after... Uh, 1998 that's like we are right on top of it by our standards so this being from well geez i was gonna say in the last 10 years but that is incorrect no it's not (laughs) sorry buddy i regret to inform you oh man remember the 2010s no uh hey you know what we should i want to i want to ask you which why you picked these songs why why these two I don't know. I just wanted to do something more recent. And no, I, but like I saw, why these two, like once you picked, like which one came first, why these two in particular together? 2011 is a big year for me. This is like when my, when I started reviewing pop music full time. So I just have a lot of nostalgia for anything that came out this year. And I remember just like mostly it's just that these were just two of the most humongous pop songs of that year. They were just absolutely inescapable for both of them. At the time, I didn't like them. Interesting. Um, But they, you know, these are quickly became like pop classics, like just like enduring all time hits. And, you know, I made my peace with both of them. And I would say I would say I like them both now. Interesting. I want to ask you why you didn't like them and what it was that made you make your peace. But before we get to that, I wanted to say um, 2011, that's like that's like the beginning for you being a music critic. Full time. Uh, before then, it was just um, I, I, a thing I did for fun. Man, I just wish you'd pick, that, I wish you'd being fun a, forever. <laughs> I got him. Um, yeah. I just wish you'd picked a more interesting year. 2011 is a fantastic year. Uh, that's that's the joke. That's a, yeah. <laughs> that is a joke. Okay, I didn't realize that had become uh, accepted canon. I thought that was just something I thought. Uh, it's roll. It's rolling in the deep, baby. It's a big year. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the party rock anthem. It's the it's the year that LMFAO <laughs> defiantly said, "You know what? What if 28 days later, but dance." <laughs> it, it's it is it's it's a pretty wild year um and i thought that that is kind of an interesting starting place like why is this why do you think this happened because it is it's a crazy year it's huge it's a massive year for pop music well that's a, a funny thing at the end of every year i would listen to the dj earworm 
like mashup of the biggest hits of the year. And his 2011 mashup is just absolute chaos. Because there's so much and so many different things. It is an intense year. And he built it around, uh, you know, Rolling in the Deep, We Found Love, Party Rock Anthem, uh, Till the World Ends by Britney Spears, Born This Way. Like, these are crushingly intense songs. And, uh, I mean, Super Bass is in there, too. And there's a lot of boom, 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 boom in that mashup. It's interesting because you say all those things. And I, mm-hmm. I, and I accept that that's true. However... I'm here to tell you that you fucked up. How did I fuck up? I mean, I understand that we try to aim for songs in the same year or really close. I would not have put Super Bass up against We Found Love. I Why feel not? that I feel that that's an error because they're just they're too different to me. If mm-hmm. I was going to pit a Nicki song against that particular Rihanna song, it would be Starships. That makes sense because they both have the and it yes that that sure is true but I but I think mostly okay I'll stop did you, did you have one more in you if no, I start I do not. To, okay you're gonna I swear. have one it's fine um, it's just that Nikki sings or Todd's covering his mouth um, she sings more on that track and I mm-hmm. feel like that's the other part of it that makes it so it makes more sense it is the thing that I kept thinking about going back and forth between these two songs is that you did a bad job. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Whenever I let you pick ones, I, I, I'm, I tell you something I'm like, I wouldn't have picked that. So I, I can take true. it. And I listen, I, I think a lot of people will tell you that my pick last time of stupid girl against just a girl was dumb because just two songs with girl in the title is not a good reason, <laughs> but here we are. You've picked these two and it's too late. Starships, I think, is a little too much fun. I mean, Super Bass is like a fun song, too, but it's I think it's a little more intense and it matches the emotional intensity of We Found Love, I feel like, because in the end, these are both love songs. Starship is like a fun beach party song. It, yes. So you've so you've singled into why if if you ask me which of the two songs that I'll pick, the answer is Starships. <laughs> You want to go to the beach? Beach? Let's go get away. Yes. I haven't been able to go to the beach in three years, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not the one I picked. You're a monster. So, of the two, which are you going to go with? (sighs) And choose carefully. Oh, is there only (laughs) one? Is there a a right answer and a wrong answer here? No. I mean, there's... Honestly, there's no right answer. Because no matter which one you pick, you're going to piss off somebody. That's true. I don't, it's really hard for me to, to go against Rihanna in general. Mm-hmm. I love her and I do like this song a lot. I do feel to an extent it suffers from being one of those tracks that she was writing on the road, you know, like you can really tell, I feel like this sort of follow up to loud in general feels a lot like it. I don't want to say like slapdash. By any stretch, but I don't know. It's not as I think that's absolutely fair. Okay, I think that's absolutely fair to say that of um, of we found love, and for that matter, of talk that talk, the album it comes from, which is by far her most slapped together record. It's my. It's probably my least favorite 
of hers. But you know, yeah. I love Rihanna so much that I um, think that Star Trek Beyond is one of the best Star Trek movies because it has a Rihanna track attached to it. It did? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's the very end. Over the credits, it plays. Wow. I completely forgot that. I, I remember her being in a sci-fi movie once. Can't, yes, that's also true. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, I remember her being an alien. Of it was kind. it was a bad one. It was from the it was by the Fifth Element guy and based on a graphic novel. You know, which oh one right, it was. yeah, fuck, uh, Dane DeHaan is uh, Valerian and the there city of That's, a thousand faces or some fucking thing. It's 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 a bad movie, and I remember when it came out on the other podcast that I used to do. I went mm-hmm. off because the only good thing I could think about from that movie was Rihanna. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The point is, I'm really hard in the tank for her. Um, I do really like this track and always have. The thing is that Nikki is, I think, a little bit fresher, right? She's got something to prove on that whole first major record. Like, mm-hmm. yes, if you do, you knew when she was doing mixtapes. But, like, this is the moment that she really becomes the kind of person that a granny on TikTok life. is going to say Nicki Minaj is my favorite rock and roller, a thing that I just saw on Nicki's Instagram recently. Really? Yes, I was like, yes, uh, Nicki Minaj, a rock and roller. <sighs> anyway, I, I'm still picking Rihanna, but it's, 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 it's a clear bias. Well, Rihanna is, let's say, a little easier to uh, like than Nicki. I don't even and think by, that's it. Like, yes, I. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, by that, I mean not at all. Nikki is the best, absolutely. Anyway, go on. Yeah, you know she's going to listen. Um, uh, someone is going to listen. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yes, that's a good clarifier. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's just that I get so into the groove of "We Found Love," right? I just love that song. I love the overall sound of it. I think for me, Super Bass, Nikki is great. I think the track as a whole doesn't quite excite me as much. Like, I don't know that I like the the production or the, the music as much as I like We Found Love, repetitive though it may be. Well, here's the thing. I remember uh, at the end of the 2010s, Billboard magazine ran a thing called uh, like the the hundred songs of the decade, not necessarily like the best, but like the most important. It was one per artist. So the Rihanna track they picked was "We Found Love," which makes sense to me. Like that, if you're gonna pick one Nick, Rihanna track from the 2010s, that's gonna be "We Found Love," and the Nicki track was "Super Bass." Really? Yeah. Doesn't that s- sound shocking to you? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess. If you think about it in terms of that way that she sort of speaks in the track, the half one color, half another, the beginnings of what would go on to be that sort of Barbie angle that she uses. I think it's all all the the ingredients are there. So I kind of get it. I think you can kind of see the direction. It does sound wrong. Um, it's weird. I mean, also during this time, um, I think of Nikki as being on a lot of other people's tracks. I mean, that's true of Rihanna <laughs> yeah. also. But I think that like Nikki, I really think of in those terms. Although ironically, I'll tell you, I, I, I was sitting there going, man, is there a way for me to split the difference and say the answer is fly? No. <laughs> 
fly by Nikki. Yeah. That has Rihanna on the track. Boy, that is uh, not, that is not a good song. <laughs> I remember there being a lot of disappointment with that first record, that first Nikki record, because it was the kind of uh, song, kind of album that would have Rihanna on it. And will I am on it. Like after all like the insane spitting fire guest verses and mixtapes from Nikki, I remember like I remember a lot of people being disappointed at how pop it was, myself included. Yes, I, it's and, it's kind of weird to be like, yeah, it's Nicki Minaj featuring Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. And that kind of gets to the whole thing with Nicki for me, that she, the level or at least the number of really truly classic tracks she has is like wildly small compared to the level of talent at, that she has I, and how good she is as a rapper. Like she is an all time great rapper. Well, she's, but she does not have that a whole lot of all time great songs. I think she's very original. And I think that mm-hmm. at the same time, you can see a lot of different artists that she'll pull from. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, especially like on this first record, you can hear her pulling from Missy and Busta at the same time, who also influenced each other. And you can mm-hmm. hear that she loves Eminem. Like, really <laughs> obvious, really obvious on that record. Um, I also uh, regret to inform you that I think Roman's Revenge is not a very good track. Oh, boy. Sorry, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Not what a, not not a great track for me. Kill Lena, don't kill me. I didn't say it. I, y- you, you agree with me, though, and I know you do. <laughs> I do not actually. I don't. I just don't think M's very good on that track. Uh, well, I mean that's okay. Barb's. We are blaming this on Eminem. Okay, not that's Nikki. true. I am. That is correct. I think God, that. I'm I also think fear of this fucking episode. But the concept of Roman as as a character is. Can we admit that's a little weird? I always feel weird uh, about alter egos in general. I feel like we're getting off track. Yeah, uh, not a. Big fan of Sasha Fierce or Slim Shady or I I mean it's P- not it's TIP. I don't know if that was real, but it's it's not always my favorite move. I think that it's not that it can never work. It's just that I don't when I sat down and was like, Roman is who now? <laughs> huh. Roman. Hmm. And this person has a British accent. Why? And Roman Polanski what? is involved. Hmm. <laughs> Nikki. What are we doing? I liked Roman's Revenge because I I liked uh, rap Nikki a lot more than I liked pop Nikki, which, you know, it feels weird to me in hindsight because Nikki has an inner to be like and arguably is like a great pop star, like a really fantastic pop star. I really love her singing voice. I really do. She's a much more natural singer than Rihanna, I'd even say. Starships. That is the reason why Starships would have been my pick here. I love, I love her singing voice on that track. Really good. She's got a wonderful singing voice. And like Rihanna is not really a natural singer. She is a great pop star, but like she's not like a powerhouse vocalist by any means. Anyway, we talked for like 15 minutes more than, and you haven't said which one is your pick. I haven't. I, um, choose and perish Todd. (laughs) Well, if I am watching the, we found love video, it is We Found Love. If I am not, it is Super Bass. That is fascinating to me. That's fascinating. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. 
because that music video got a lot of stick in the press when it came out. And you, I don't remember if I ever heard you say anything about that video, but I absolutely remember you having a lot to say about another track, which came out only slightly before that one, which also had quite a music video, and that's s and <laughs> But the criticisms that you had of that music video are kind of the ones that people had of We Found Love in a weird way. That there was something somehow inappropriate for her to be playing a drug-addicted thrill-seeker in the wake of what had happened with her and Chris Brown. A thing that I don't agree with at all, by the way. But it was a thing that like, really came up at the time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I did not, the research. I know what you're talking about. And I saw people speaking out against that video. And to me, that's just an absolutely insane take. That is just an absolutely bizarre, nutso take. I don't get it. Uh, I am curious if you feel the same way now that you did about the SNM music video when you first talked about it. Do you still have that same feeling? That- I don't know. It, I never said I thought SNM was inappropriate. I said it made me wonder, but I don't think I ever came to any conclusion about that. Do you feel like um, you've got a better conclusion of it now over 10 years later? I, I it's, it's fine. I'm not I, I, like, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I to tell Rihanna what she can and can't do? I just, she always it, seemed like a person who had, you know, if you're going to be an artist, you're going to be figuring out stuff in public. It's kind of impossible, yeah. right? It's just going to happen, you know, unless you're Beyonce who, you know, even Beyonce <laughs> who's notoriously very private is still kind of figure stuff out in her music. So, you know, I, it, that stuff doesn't, if anything, I feel good about it. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I love that music video. That music video is outstanding. Uh, I like, I actually like the SNM music video. I meant we found love. Rihanna made an album right after the Chris Brown thing. That was uh, rated R in 2009 it's rocky and it's not fantastic but it has what is i think i think maybe my favorite song of the fucking millennium firebomb which is about the aftermath of that situation firebomb by rihanna check that one out it's her best song wow it's the best song yeah no i am not even like a little bit of, like it is a number one track for me we found love like, because Rated R did not do very well, certainly not by Rihanna's standards. And after that, she seemed to want to uh, move on from being that vulnerable. So the last time we ever got a good look at her like that was the We Found Love video. And that was the last time she decided she was going to address it. And I think the We Found Love video really does capture it. It's an amazing video. It's uh, one of the best I've ever seen. And it works with the song like that is the number one thing I ask of all music videos. It's got to enhance the song. It exists to promote the song. And boy, does it ever when I'm listening to We Found Love alone without it. Eh. I don't know. I really like We Found Love. Um, I feel like we're kind of leaving a person out of this conversation. And that mm-hmm. person is Calvin Harris. I felt bad because I didn't say his name right at the top when I announced the, uh, the matchup. Like, cause he is quite a big part of this. Yeah. Honestly, I, you know, that was the first time I'd heard Calvin Harris and he had a bunch of solo hits after that. And I was, man, I was pretty sour on that guy for quite a while because I did not like, we found love and I didn't like what he brought to it. Interesting. I think that listening to it and especially looking at 
sort of what was happening musically at the time, it sort of makes it so that track slides in pretty well. I think it kind of makes sense with the kind of like, not necessarily party rock exactly, but like the dance vibe, like what was happening as far as club music was concerned. I mean, that, that song came out in the middle of 2011 and by 2012, I remember it was just like nothing but EDM, like nothing but like Avicii and David Guetta and Swedish house mafia. I think it was Zed. I think Zed broke out around that year too. So this was like a, I know I can't say it kickstarted because Ghetto was already around, but it had an impact. It, yeah, it seemed like that was like the 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 breaking point. I like what do the, you, the, the one that busted it open. Like, do you think that Super Bass is as influential on someone other than Nicky? Well, you know, here's a funny thing. Right now, all the pop girlies, all the the rap pop girlies, are trying to be Doja Cat. And Doja Cat, Cat was trying to be Nikki. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And specifically, she like I mean, she's trying to be all of Nikki, but really, especially pop Nikki, super bass Nikki. It took me a while to admit it, but like super bass is just like a really well put together song. It's like just like a strong hook, the strong beat. In hindsight, what I appreciate more about Nikki, the uh, pop Nikki that I didn't at the time is that even at her most pop, Nikki is so fucking weird. That's well. So the weirdest thing about this time of Nikki, when I just didn't know her at all, I remember seeing this video. I remember that weird way she would pronounce words <laughs> for fun, just for shits. And I go, "Look at the guy with the thing on his eye." Huh? Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're relatable. You're such a weirdo <laughs> that I get you." I feel like we'd get along a thing I thought in 2011 <laughs> uh, slash 2012, not a thing that I would think I would say today. But at the time, you know, Rihanna always felt completely out of reach. Rihanna is, a, is like a goddess. I can't touch her. She's 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 ethereal. She's she's in the stratosphere. She's in the cosmos. She's on the soundtrack of Star Trek Beyond. But Nikki at the time just felt like somebody that I would know, like someone I'd hang out with. Obviously, that was not accurate. <laughs> not the case. But she, that's the biggest thing I thought she sold on that first record was that being personable, being like on the same street level as the average person, but also exceptionally talented. You know, we, we've done a Rihanna episode already. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of our first. And I remember you saying like the exact opposite of Rihanna. I remember you saying that she was, uh, quote unquote, the people's princess. Um, I think she was at, at Umbrella. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it's it's sort of, look, I say opposing things all the time. <laughs> I think- I contain multitudes, Todd. No, I, th- I think they're both correct. But I think we found love is is the point where Rihanna became- that mega, mega superstar icon and not someone you could imagine like hanging out with and saying hi to on the street. You mean at the point in which she'd had, what was that? Like her 11th (laughs) number one single, you mean like, or something? I I know it was at least her 11th, like top hit, right? Like actual billboard hit number 11, which is, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, And this was also during the time when she was releasing a lot. It's so weird to think of, 
the fact that there was this whole string of years where Rihanna was constantly releasing music. <laughs> Remember those days? No, it was like one a year. Yeah. Like, I think like 2008 was the only year she didn't put out a new album. She just put out a deluxe edition of the, the, the previous one, which was still like a, a full EP's worth of singles. And like, there were huge hits off of it. I mean, that's the thing is that this, this particular album that we're talking about, um, Talk That Talk, was originally supposed to just be an extended release, like a deluxe edition. Of, of Loud? Yeah. And then she changed her mind. That makes sense to me. Yes, you can, uh, really, you can tell. But it is a completely yeah. separate record. You know, I mean, in, in fairness, you know, I may not consider it to be her best by any stretch, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, the thing is that I happen to really like Loud. I know that we are maybe not on the same page there, but I have always really liked that record. Uh, let me let me relook at that. I mean, um, S&M's on there. What's my name? Man down. Cheers. Drink to that. I, it's not my favorite Rihanna, but it's, a, you know, this is I really, a pretty solid lineup. I really like Cheers. Drink to that. And I, of course, I like Only Girl in the World. Eh, I'm not that one's. I'm not. That one's a dud for me. Nobody asked. Nobody asked you. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, the other thing that Rihanna kind of wins out here is, I mean, I guess not at the time, but eventually certainly is who's got the better professional relationship with Drake. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I feel strongly that Drake would happily have married either of these two women if Either of them could stand him. That is absolutely correct. I mean, Nikki still has a relationship with him of some kind, although it's Mm -hmm. weirdly antagonistic. (laughs) No, they were just uh, they just did like a reunion or like a reunion concert. I saw just like yesterday. Yeah, I saw them on Instagram and um, Drake was making some crack about filters. uh, Instagram filters. Yeah. And she was like, this is what I look like. (laughs) And he was like, mm hmm. I was like, good grief. You're going to, you are going to die, Drake. I would love to know. I am not super interested in Drake's personal life, but I would love to know when both of those two got sick of him. He definitely has a habit of making people tired. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Drake and Rihanna dated. And the last time she put out an album, Drake was on it. So that, you know, they probably have a professional relationship also. And like if Rihanna ever drops that next album, I wouldn't be surprised to see Drake on that one again. When's the last time Chris Brown was on a Nikki track? Because she sure continued working with him. And and, and Nikki and Rihanna are friends, aren't they? Well, I mean, Rihanna also continued working with Chris Brown. That's the only thing that will always seem weird to me. That I find not unconscionable because it's their lives, but deeply perplexing. Anyway, that feels like it's not for this podcast. Anyway, uh, man, these two tracks. Wow. We found love is just too repetitive for me. I know, but that's why that's literally why I like it. I feel like it's not finished. It feels like I'm listening to the same measure over and over again. Sometimes it's a little louder, sometimes a little quieter, but it's just like, like the only thing that breaks it up is the, and I cannot stand that part. I really can't. It's not the best execution of that sound. I agree. Yeah. But so my thing about Rihanna, um, when she really hits is that she could take something really simple and make it so emotional that the repetition is the thing that makes it powerful. The more you hear it over and over again, 
the depth of the meaning that you get. Well, I will say this. If you're going to repeat one line over and over again, that's a good line to hammer into the ground. That's, that's it. a good, powerful line. That's my whole thesis. So you just like that one line. I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. What about uh super bass? You want to talk about that? That's also pretty good. I guess you could say they go boom, 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 boom is also a good thing to repeat over and over again. I like how weird Nikki is on this track. Like, cause it is just like the sweetest song. Like before Nikki gets a hold of it before then you would give this to, I like, I don't know, like Ariana or somebody like Nikki would not be the first person you thought of. Certainly not in you know, 2022. If you had never heard this song before, you wouldn't think put Nikki on this. No, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I put, I typed in super bass into the YouTube thing so I could watch the video. And like the third result was of her on Ellen seeing this with a with a seven-year-old what a weird time <laughs> that was a big part of her worldwide success too you can really thank ellen <laughs> <laughs> for nikki being so big she you know i don't i don't know the cutesy way of saying why do white people like her so much but that's that's got to be a part of it right like your your average middle-aged midwest Wisconsin mom knows and likes Nicki Minaj doesn't really know about the drama doesn't know mm-hmm. any of that shit but knows that she was on Ellen sing with a little kid and will love her forever because of that I don't know I watched I watched the actual video too which is also like a, a pretty great video mm-hmm. and just to you know see Nicki there with that girlish smile with her hand over her heart like doing the dance I was like, were we ever so young? This is really the only time in which I wish that this was a video podcast is when <laughs> you dance and I think no one else gets to enjoy this. No one. <laughs> it's just a cute song. It it's is a cute, cute song. song with a fun video. I remember there's a, a I, I don't remember this, right, but I, I think one of the uh, the, the girls in the, the dancing video was trans. And I remember thinking that was like a you didn't didn't know that one. I'm bad at stuff, man. <laughs> like her fans are loyal. She, they will. Yeah, they yes. Ride or uh, die unlike for her. Rihanna fans. Let's say Rihanna has never tested anyone's loyalty. All right, the way Nikki has. Okay, all right. I mean, that's yeah. I guess I have no sense of it because the the simple fact of it is that I used to like Nikki and I don't <laughs> now. I don't. Well, I don't. You know, I don't care to be really interested in what she's doing anymore. She's managed to behave like such a loser for no reason that I just can't. Uh, I, am I wrong? Am I incorrect where she's gone into battles like basically with a losing position when it's like she knows she knows she's going to lose, but her ego has gotten in the way of her own sense? Yeah. I didn't know this. The whole reason that Super Bass was even a single. Is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift tweeted that she liked it. That's right. And that endorsement was like enough to like put that on there. And that also is weird because think about that. Think that like that's like 2011, 2012. Yeah. Taylor Swift, not the kind of that's not the Taylor that was like she hadn't quite hit the peakest peak yet. You know, I was going to say this earlier, like 2014 is when Taylor Swift switches over from relatable to like pop 
uh, you know, goddess pop juggernaut. That's that's her when she stopped being like the girl next door. That's Rihanna in 2011. That's that's her switchover date for me, at least. It's fascinating to me that 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 Taylor Swift could be an influence. But it's a the other thing that I kept thinking about is it's kind of a incestuous time in music in 2011, isn't it? It was certainly a homogenous time in music. It's just that everybody was working with everybody. Yeah. And you could really hear the influence of stuff, right? Like I, I really stand by the fact that you can the the LMFAO and and Black Eyed Peasness of it all like really had a huge impact on a lot of pop music. Yeah, I remember like 2009. Everything it felt like there were a lot of party songs, and then in 2010, it felt like there was a lot of party songs. Yeah, and then in 2011 it was just overwhelmingly intense. But there was that, and there was also just Drake was on everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. Kanye was on a lot of people's shit. Like, there were just certain artists that were really all, like, on everybody's stuff. Comeback Eminem. Yeah. Eminem was, and was popping up on a lot of people's shit during the time. Eminem was on Rihanna's shit. Eminem was on Nicki's shit. Yeah, Nicki and, was on Eminem's shit, yeah, and vice and, versa. And, yeah, and Kanye did... Um, did he, did he did both, didn't he? Did he did a Rihanna track and a Nikki track and a fucking Katy Perry track? <laughs> He's on fucking ET. God, that was, that was 2011. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely wild. Just, so yeah, it, it is, I, I struck, I mean, I guess it is kind of homogenous, but I, you say that, but at the same time, like again, like the hit of 2011 to me is rolling in the deep and that's a very different track. From everything else. Adele, is, Adele has always been a little bit of an island on her own. But I mean, like, Seal of Green's Fuck You is 2011. I think that was a big Pitbull year. It was. So, like, there's stuff that is a little different. Fucking Enrique Iglesias had a, had a, had a hit that year. It was a very 2011 hit. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide whether or not I feel like Lady Gaga fits into the sauce quite exactly at the time. I guess... I mean, she's just Lady Gaga's not one to do collabs. But. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think how Born This Way and Edge of Glory fit in with the rest of that particular year. It was incredibly loud. It sure was. I guess that's that's <laughs> the point. It was a loud year. It was a, a good year for belting. And interestingly, you kind of have to give it to Rihanna. What was the name of that album she put out the year before? <laughs> loud. <Huh. laughs> And this one was called Talk That Talk. Yeah, I just, again, I just feel like Rihanna is such a trendsetter at this point. And Nikki is definitely putting down roots for herself. And yes, you're absolutely right that Doja uh, is long-term influenced. And I think, you know, when you listen to like stuff of hers now, even stuff that she's put out in the last couple of years, right? Like you listen to planet her and you can definitely hear yeah, a lot of influences, Nikki included. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't see her as being as big a part of the landscape in 2011, even though I know that people like, it was like the number one, it was like a number one track in a lot of people's eyes that year. Super bass. Yeah. People loved that track. And yet it just doesn't, in hindsight, I don't look back and be like, man, that was so influential to so many people and was such a predictor of where everything was going to go. Whereas We Found Love 
absolutely not only is makes sense in the soup of 2011, but also predicts where music is going to go the following year. Doesn't make it better. Yeah. But I do think that's a thing that I would put in its favor. I mean, neither of these songs have gone away. Like you, you uh, mention them, you bring it up, you play it at like a party or something. People will still turn up. They will turn the fuck up for both these songs. Like the, there is a, and it's certainly I'm on pop Twitter all the fucking time. Like these, these are still 10 out of 10 songs for the fans, the stands. I don't know. I always felt bad that I never quite got into both of them, but I feel like I, I get them better now. Why didn't you like, I feel like you've kind of covered why you didn't like the Rihanna track, which is just that it's repetitious and the EDMness of it that sort of predicted where that yeah, repetition like, of sound was going to go. But what about, um, what about Nikki? What about that track? What about Super Bass? I, I guess I kind of felt like it was like a sellout. That's stupid. What a stupid <laughs> thing you thought. I don't know. Pop Nikki is still just not my favorite Nikki. I, I didn't love Fly or let me see what else is on that Pink Friday. Your Love I didn't like. Uh, the, the Will I Am one I was not super impressed with. Actually, do I like any of these songs? Jesus Christ. I liked, I loved Moment for Life. That was That's kind of like n- nicely in between for Nikki. Between Pop Nikki and Hip Hop Nikki. But uh, Save Me I wasn't a super fan of. I kind of like uh, Did It On Him. I thought that's a pretty good, decent track. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm a weirdo, and uh, if we're doing the the actual, the the full, the complete edition, which you kind of have to, otherwise Super Bass isn't on it, um, I like Blow Your Mind just because she name drops Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl for no reason, which Did is she? just right in my sweet spot. Yes, 100%. I was like, yo, we talking about Blair Waldorf from the Gossip Girl? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea about any of the, these shows. You fool. <laughs> I'm looking at the complete edition. Bedrock is on here. It is. Ugh. <laughs> it's a weird record for sure. I yeah. Oh, I think man. like as albums, I don't know that I am a huge fan of either one of them. No, they're. I, I don't think. Um. Well, geez, I I don't know how the 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 Barb's feel about Pink Friday comparatively in her catalog. It's the first one. It's the one that put her on the map. And like she was everywhere. So like as just like the peak Nikki, as in the peak, you can't avoid uh, her. That's that's got to be that's got to be it for Nikki. Yeah, I guess it's it's just that I'm also aware of the fact that look, um, if you're talking about Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Now we're talking. Not only does that have starships on it, which covers the the more pop side of her, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, you've got like pound the alarm and the bees, alarm, and, yeah, and, and, and bees, in, bees, the bees trap, in the trap, dude. Yep. bees in the trap is a killer track. <laughs> That's a great album, uh, or it certainly has singular tra- singular tracks that I feel a little bit more attracted to, um, or just yeah. think that they're they're stronger on the whole. I mean, my favorite Nikki song is "Feeling Myself." That's on the Pink Print, but. Mm, I'm not. I'm looking at this. And I'm like, this one is not as memorable as I I wanted it to be. The pink print. So. Oh mm, yeah. Well, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of talked that to death. The fact that she is great, but her albums are never quite the the the, the most ungracious thing we can say that will get us killed. Nicki Minaj has never truly lived up to her potential for a full album length. Yeah, like so much of her classic stuff is uh, on other people's songs. 
Yeah, there's that too. Um, I was going to say that I usually like one or two tracks per album. I was like, oh, she's like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I mean, that's you. You can say that. She's a, she's a, my favorite rock and roller. So there you go. If you're a granny, <laughs> you got, you got to love her as a rock and roller. Anyway, we've talked this to death. Why don't we do the questions? All right, let's do the questions. So we do four questions. This is a sort of circle of wagons, make sense of the, the, the goopy soupy that we've talked about for, in this case, about 45 minutes. Um, the first question is, uh, we're going to lose one of these songs. They're going to disappear. They're going to go away forever. Terrible. How will you live? Well, the answer is that you have to live and you get to keep one. Only one can stay. The other goes away. Which Todd for the culture has to stay? That's rough. I should have prepared for this question because I don't know. I think the one that's got to stay is we found love. That is a rough one. That is a rough one. Let me ask you a question. What happens to Nikki's career, though, without Super Bass? Because the thing is, again, Rihanna's got nine other chart toppers <laughs> or at least charting songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll continue to have stuff, you know? I mean, like, this is a, this is a thing that had sort of occurred to me as I went through and, and thought, like, well, what do I really like from Rihanna? And I was like, oh, well, I love Bitch Better Have My Money. I mm-hmm. love work. That's That's, like... If we're talking about great, hugely, enormously successful singles she had with Drake, that's the one. So We Found Love is outstanding. And like you said, it's it sort of features a kind of vulnerability. Um, and I love that song. But if you take it away, I don't know that Rihanna stops being Rihanna. No. As a matter of fact, like, that's like right in the middle of the period where it felt like Rihanna was just like a factory and I, I, you know, I was a big fan of her in the 2000s and I was just like kind of getting really exhausted with her by, you know, between 2011 and 2013. And, and certainly like there is no Nikki song that has the level of prominence that Super Bass does. It's just that you watch the music video for Super Bass and you go, I can, you can see the trajectory mm-hmm. of where she's going to go, not just as far as the kind of music that she's going to make, because that's a little bit wider. Um, there's more that she's doing, but how she presents herself visually, right? What's the visual storytelling mm-hmm. and that weird goofy quality that she's got while she's also simultaneously being sexy, but also doing that. Cause the Barbie stuff's in there. Like you can see it. it. It's in the wig. It's in the, it's in that sort of very pink, very plastic looking jumpsuit. Like, I don't know what happens if you take that away. I, I would have to pick, um, I would have to pick that. I would have to pick Nikki for this one. I think I think you may have swayed my vote on this one. I just think you need the track for her. I think without Super Bass, we don't get all that stuff. And of all the things that I love about Nikki, you know, I I love somebody that 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 floats that that plastic Barbie stuff. I love that. I think that's so cool to step up and be like, "Yep, I'm going to get a bunch of plastic surgery." You want to talk about it? You can talk and talk. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead, talk, talk that about talk. it. You go ahead, talk that. <laughs> Good grief. But I love that about her. Um, and it's one of my favorite things about Nikki is that she's clearly doing what she wants to do. Um, and that's that's sort of the track that really sets the tone partly for that. So that's my pick. All right. Question number two. You could be a fly on the wall and experience soup to nuts the entire uh, process of creation, including the music video for one and only one of these two songs, which is the one that you want to know, like 
the secret history. You want to know the untold story. Man, this is hard. This is hard, so hard. Um, I mean, like that, uh, the, the We Found Love video is an all-timer. I would love to be a part of that. I'd love to see that. And to know what Rihanna was thinking, like, because this was like a pretty intense time in her life. On the other hand, Nikki, during her come up, that was a not a minor thing either. Man, I don't know. I don't know. You pick. Uh, I would pick We Found Love for this one for the things that you said. I just think that it's such a central moment in her life in how she is dealing with her public persona. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a misstep, but it's sort of, it's like she let this thing out of herself. And then after that said, okay, that's what you get. I needed to get this off my chest and I did. And to be able to kind of get a beat on the entire creative process that corresponds with that feeling sounds rich and potent and something that I want. That, that makes sense to me. I, I think I'm going to, you, you swayed me on this one also. That sounds right. Now we're really in for it. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Dreamer of dreams, hoper of hopes, uh, keeper of the hot girl shit. She's going to get up to a night of the hot girl shit. She's going to have a mix that she listens to to prepare for that night. Todd, now and forever, only one of these two songs can be considered hot girl shit. Do we think that Megan the Stallion is just running for the hills? There's no way she's answering this, right? If we're answering for her, <laughs> I'm afraid of what will happen to us. This question is, um, I, it kind of depends on what Megan feels about her collaborator, Nikki. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a fair point. I don't know that she's got that she feels any kind of way about Nikki. I can imagine that she might because anyone who has ever worked with her seems to have feelings about Nikki. I am doing my best to <laughs> mind my own business on this one. Nah. Um, well, let's say that doesn't color her perception. Let's say she has completely forgotten that this is by Nicki Minaj or that she has no, she feels completely neutrally about Nicki. I think it depends on what kind of night you're about to have. It's tough, man. This is a tough one for me. I stand by my original instinct, which is that Megan would refuse. These songs are both hot girl shit. You can't. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think that you could, I think I, it's impossible to choose just one. It's a draw. This is like, this is a true draw for me. It depends on what kind of night you're about to have. If you are out partying because you want to, it's probably super bass. If you're out partying because you need to, it is We Found Love. Oh, you nailed it. That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, it, it's got to be a draw. I don't think you can possibly, mm -hmm. I don't think you can possibly pick. Oh, but now, question number four, the most important question, not just of the show, but of all the annals of human history. William Shatner, guy who makes it really hard to like him, Actor, Star Trek guy, but mostly that first thing. And also a, 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 a singer of sorts. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? That's got to be super bass, right? I mean, there's just not enough words and we found love. Although... 
Yes, there's actually, one word in particular that absolutely William Shatner cannot say. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I wanted to hear him do We Found Love. And every time he says we found love in a hopeless place, he just gets more into it. We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. Wow. You're really selling. You're really selling us. That's uh that's the the best Shatner I've ever done, I feel like. <laughs> and that's why we're ending the show after this episode. Yeah. No, yeah. I I my Shatner impression is not great, but I, I feel like he I've I've threw myself into it really well that time. That's how I feel. That's the way I'm feeling. And I just can't deny. I'm bummed that I only have but one clap to give. Um no. Yeah, all right. I'll go for that. Wow. So stunningly we found love kind of squeaking ahead here. Yeah, I no, no, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna stay with that. Like super bass was my first answer, but I, I think I've convinced myself to switch over to We Found Love. I'm willing to go with you on this journey. I mean, this is a tight one. This is this one was very difficult. And you you catch me if I we recorded this yesterday or tomorrow, my answers might be different. And the results might be different, indeed. Yes. Yeah, give, give us one more day and the, it might swing it. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to do some comments? I guess I do. Let's do it. All right. David P. writes, I do not have any notable presence online. The Barbs do not know me and have no way to hurt me. But I do live with someone from the Rihanna Navy. She knows where I sleep. So for my own safety, I think I'm still going to have to go with Nikki on this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do. Is there someplace we should send the flowers? <laughs> Shoot me a DM. DMs are open, bud. Let me know. We'll send we'll send a, a special funeral bouquet. <laughs> you know, I've never actually seen the Rihanna Navy swarm people, and I know they exist. Well, I mean, the big noteworthy thing about this is that what's his face? Um, Calvin Harris got harassed mm-hmm. by them, in fact. Oh, did. Oh, that's before, right. Before that's the track right. came out, there was a whole big um, thing about how he better not make her sound bad. Otherwise, they, <laughs> you know, they'd never find his body or some crazy nonsense, you know. So, yeah, they exist. I should have looked at it. Was Calvin Harris anybody before this? I mean, he must have been. Yeah, I think he had, yeah, he had, he had, had, he had um, a couple of hits. Su- su- some success. I think he might have done a couple other tracks with other people, had produced some other stuff prior to this, too. Yeah, it was acceptable in the 80s before then. Oh, yes, there it was from his 2007 album. Jesus Christ. He's been around quite a bit. From his 2007 album, I Created Disco. That is not true, Calvin Harris. Citation needed. Yeah. Okay. Thomas R. writes, We Found Love is only good when mashed up with Katy Perry's Last Friday Night and played over Roller Coaster Tycoon footage. I don't know what that is a reference to at all, but it's so specific that I felt like I had to read it. Man, it makes me want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon, that's for sure. I didn't know that there were like Roller Coaster Tycoon AMVs or whatever. Amazing. Yes, there are. All right. Johnny Riches writes, So... Counting this episode, the three most recent podcasts will have focused on superstar female musicians from the 80s, the 90s, and now the 2010s. I have no choice but to interpret this as a slight against the female musicians of the 2000s. Indeed, our fabled Britney Spears episode will continue its indefinite wait. Oh, we'll get to it. We will. We will. We just had to do Rihanna twice first. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the Navy. Yes. All right. Why do I bother rights? The real competition 
is between which was the more insane Glee moment. Sue dressing up as Nikki to do super bass or Artie, the wheelchair bound character getting pushed into a swimming pool while they did. We found love. It's that second one, right? Sure. Actually, I guess I don't know. I, so I didn't even look it up because I knew that these both would have glee moments. I just knew it. Do you ever just I know didn't... something in your soul? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever it is, I don't, for my own emotional well-being, I'm not going to look into it. But then you brought it to my door. Why did you bother? <laughs> well, let's say I did look up both these moments. And uh, let's say that um, that uh, glee watch only gets further and further away from me. Like, the more I see, the less I want to see of this horrible, evil little show. And you are watching Angel Season 4 as as of this recording. And I would say that you way way better. So much better. <laughs> I would rather watch Angel Season 4 a thousand times over than watch a single episode of Glee. Such is, such is my hatred for that show. <laughs> uh, like, and both those things did happen. Jane Lynch dressed up as Nikki in the super bass uh, thing. And uh, for uh, We Found Love... Uh, all the all the kids did a synchronized swimming routine, including the Esther Williams, where they all dive into the pool, including the kid in the wheelchair. And then this, I didn't watch any further than that. That's terrible. I don't want to think about that anymore. Thank you for your comment. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Why do I bother about which was worse? All right. Josie writes, fun fact, 56% of We Found Love's lyrics are either found, love, hopeless, or place. And 24% of super bases are boom. I'm not sure who's the winner there. That's a lot of boom. I think the answer uh, is that you, the commenter, are the winner. <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> Franco Del Rosario writes, As a gay man who was a teenager in 2011, I could be in a coma and still be able to recite the lyrics to super bass. It's just one of the items included in the updated gay licensing exam, I'm afraid. Oh. That's, that's, that's for gays of a certain age. Are you sure that you're not secretly Roman? <laughs> eh? All right. One last one. Margot Schultz writes, for a song with bass in the title, you'd think it would have more bass. I thought also, that too. I Thank you for pointing that out. It is a thing that I thought. You know, this is a problem with Megan Trainer also. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Pass. Don't want to piss off the Megan Trainer Navy. Yeah, that's that's the reason. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the last comment. All that is left is the results. Who do you think won this one? Well, if it's what it was last time I checked, <laughs> which in fairness uh, was two days ago. It'll be Nikki, but I don't know. It really, I think that the more votes that came in, the more likely it was to get closer. I think it probably is Nikki, but it's probably not by much. Oh, this one was a squeaker. I believe it. For a total of 418 to 385. That's just 33 votes between them. 52 to 48%. The winner is, in fact, Nikki. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for Nikki. Not a thing I say very often. Because she doesn't need our support because she is so great. That's right. That's, that's correct. That's the reason. <laughs> Thank, you for listening. Thank you for listening to Song versus Song. We have a Patreon if you want to keep supporting us. We review one movie every month. This month, it looks like it's going to be Turning Red, the new Pixar movie. And uh, you get to vote on all the next ones, too. 
just give us a dollar. You get all our bonus episodes. You can listen to that while you're on the subway or whenever you're bored. Hooray. And, uh, and you can also hooray. support us. You wait, you want to support us. And, and, and if you can't support us with money, well, hey, you can just give us a positive review. Five stars, say something nice. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Um, definitely for me. I guess Todd also cares. Todd, do you care? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, Todd cares. So give us five stars and a nice review. Thank you. All right. You ready for the next episode? Yes. No, maybe. No. What is it? It depends. We will be doing snow patrols chasing cars. Oh, the eye rolls already. Versus cold plays fix you. Do you want to say who's to blame for that? Or do you want to save it for next week or for next we'll episode? save it for next week. Okay. It's not either <laughs> of us. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I like Snow Patrol and mm. many Coldplay songs. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> all right then. Maybe that will be one of them. Who could say? <laughs> all right. See you around, everybody. Bye. Bye.